All right, well, we're going we're gonna to get in this word on courage, courage, bold as a lion, courage, courage. Let's, let's, uh, let's, um, let's go to Matthew 26, Matthew 26. Everybody had a good week? Seemed like we just saw each other yesterday. I guess some of us did see each other yesterday, right? At class. Huh? It's a new month today? Oh, we saw just saw y'all last month. That's what Jason, that's what Jason said. Uh, but we had a good time. We had a good time this weekend. Bible study fellowship, we had a good time. Had a great time, Bible study fellowship. We had a great time at uh, Bible school, talking about abiding in Christ. We had a good time there. Um, good time this morning. Karen did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all the other teachers next door did a phenomenal job too. I wasn't there. I just, I just was uh, uh, present for Karen's class. Um, she did, she did a, 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 a fantastic job this morning. Hey, she was talking about... Um, uh, so was it alert? What is it? Alert of the enemy. And just was just talking about how, you know, there's so many different stages that we allow weakness in our personalities and it opens the door for the enemy. But she was talking about footholds, right? <laughs> so she gave a good story of, she, she said she was in a, uh, We'll just say a living situation since it's public. Everybody knows, right? And so she said uh, she was trying to get rid of that fool. I'm that person. And uh, she said she's trying to get rid of that person. So, so she, she figured out a way to get rid of them. They left. You know, I think they left. And then they, they was gone for two weeks. And then you came home and they were there. So she, they was gone for two weeks. You know, like if you really get rid of a nuisance and they're gone, you feel good, right? And then two weeks relatively is a long time. You figure coast is clear. And so she walked in her house and that person was in her house. And since it was no forced entry that she knew of, you know, so she had to go through all the paperwork. So finally she get the person um, out of the house again, right? So, so, so the first time she, she was not really uh, aware of what she needed to do. She got kind of trapped. So now she's sitting with a mutual friend and a knock comes on the door. Holy Spirit tells her, she didn't say this, but I'm saying, Holy Spirit told her, don't answer the door. So, but she, the, the friend, uh-oh, watching you around. Why you watch you keeping company with, right? 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 Y'all mad because I just talked about your friends. Right? So, right? so the friend goes, oh. All you got to do is crack the door and give him what he wants. Well, he put his foot to hold the door. <laughs> he, he, had, he put a foot in the door. She said she remembered the steel toe boot. But all she did was crack the door. And once he forced himself in, she didn't get into the details. But you can imagine it was crazy from there. But she said this. She said if she didn't crack that, she cracked that door and it almost cost her her life. You thought Karen was talking about her situation, right? What door is we cracking? Tanya was talking about the door she cracking. She didn't get specifics, but, you know, I just used my imagination. 
<laughs> she was like, I can't, how did I get here again? It's subtle, right? You're just opening those doors. But, but the message was, there's an alert. Watch out for the enemy. I just added, I just changed the message. Watch out for this. So you might want to check that out. Uh, the 915 this morning is out there on YouTube and Facebook. You know, uh, great job. Great job for the Master Life class. You look, you look good. You look, you look uh, free, didn't she? She looked kind of free. Like God designed her to do that, right? Didn't she? Didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she didn't want the attention, but we're going to give it to her anyway, right? <laughs> all right, now, now, now y'all need to stop because uh, give me all like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that's so blessed, man. Uh, man, uh, to change my whole flow. <laughs> uh, what was I doing? <laughs> uh, I just thought that's awesome. Uh, you know, just celebrate, right? You know, just be be happy for folk, man. And she did good. I wasn't just saying that. I know that's my cousin. But I wasn't just saying that. I, I, like she really did a good job. Didn't she, Gerard? You was there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's powerful. We can't be hiding our light, right? Right? Listen, and we can't be doing stuff that's dousing our light, so even if we're not trying to hide it, can't nobody see it because we done, put, we done carried all this stuff and the light can't shine through. Right? Did you get the, is that a preach right there? A new message? <laughs> dousing your light, a new message. All right, let's just get into uh, Matthew 26. Matthew 26, uh, we'll start here at verse... 36. We've been talking about uh, just just the the reality of courage and how God says be of good courage, uh, you know, take courage, all types of courage. And Matthew 26, 36, it says, then Jesus come, then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and, and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. This is Jesus now, right? What's making him sorrowful and very heavy, right? It says, then, then so we're in good company. Sometimes we're going to feel a little sorrowful and very heavy, right? Uh, then said he unto them, my soul, now he's breaking it down. He says, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. He says, tarry, tarry ye here or wait here and watch with me, right? Lock in. So now, if I'm feeling this way, I got to do something, right? Like, I can't just sit there, right? I got to do something when I'm feeling this way. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, now, wait a minute. The response to this anguish is falling on your face, <laughs> Right? Not rehearsing the negative acts of Satan. <laughs> right? He's saying, oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. Now, we call that the prayer of consecration. And, you know, in our foundational classes, we go over the different types of prayer. 
You know, people be like, you know, if it will, if it be thy will, Lord, heal me. Well, that's not the right prayer because by his stripes you're healed. You know, that ain't a if it be thy will prayer. But this is a if it be thy will. But he said, no, no, that's not the will. Not as I will, but as thou will. This says, uh, now he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto them, what could you not watch with me one hour? Could you not stay locked in with me for one hour? Uh, and he wasn't even saying every day. It was just in this moment, right? He says, then he breaks it down. He says, watch and pray. Be alert and pray, you know, because you don't want to open those doors like Karen talked about, right? It says that ye enter not into temptation. So if I don't watch and pray, what, Ed? I can slip into temptation, right? It says the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak, right? So we always talk about around here, you want to feed the willing, not the weak, right? Don't feed the flesh, feed the spirit, right? And so you see that it says, and he went again a second time. Now, look, look, this is Jesus. He went back again and prayed saying, oh, Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Right? 43. And he came and found them asleep again, (laughs) for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time. Now, this time... As far as they're concerned, he's only gone twice because they were asleep when he, when he, when he came back. <laughs> and he left them, right? And he says, and he prayed a third time saying the same words. So you see, he mentioned it to the Lord again. Then cometh he to the disciples and said to them, sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that those betray me. Now, here we have the process of Christ not necessarily feeling like he wants to go forward based on what's, what's out before him. He ain't feeling it. But he knows it's God's will. Right? Now, the Bible says this in Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. It says he gives power to the faint. That them that have no might, he gives strength. Right? You know, it goes on to say, you amount of wings as eagles, you'll run and not be weary. Right? So, 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 them that power to the faint, those that are tempted or, or, or tempted to quit. Right? Something, something else kicks in. Right? Uh, and, and so, when I was thinking about this courage, you know, to operate in courage, courage takes up the cross, doesn't avoid it. Courage takes up the cross, right? You know, the scripture, was it Luke 9, 23? What was it? Deny yourself. So if anybody wants to follow who? Christ. Christ that did this, right? What, what do you do if you want to follow him? Got to deny yourself. Take up your cross and what? And follow him, right? So courage, it takes courage to take up that cross, right? Um... Hmm. But I noticed something else here. He exposed how he was feeling, but he was moving towards what he needed to do. Right? And so do, so do we have the courage to expose when we're without strength? 
Do we have the courage to, to expose them without strength and might before God and men? So, so not confessing it like I'm stuck, but just the reality of where I'm at. You know, because what's not exposed can't be helped, right? All right, so now let's look here. Let's look here just at another passage because uh, we're going to make a little bit of sense of this. 2 Corinthians 12. This has helped me through a lot. But this is Paul. So we just read Jesus. Great man, right? Now we're going to read about Paul, another great man in the Bible. Uh, we're going to start here at verse, 2 Corinthians 12, we're going to start at verse 7. 2 Corinthians 12, starting at verse 7. So Paul says, now, now we know Paul wrote three-fourths of the New Testament, so he was, he was getting deep in Revelation, right? He was just understanding some things that other people didn't understand. And so he said this. He said, lest I should be exalted above measure or, you know, get too puffed up. Through, he said, lest I should, should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations. So the more you know, the more... more tempted you are to what? Be overconfident? He said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Then he repeated it, lest I should be exalted above measure. So he says, Satan came in and was attacking him so he wouldn't be dependent on what he knew. He would be dependent on the God who gave him what he knew, right? Then he says, uh, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice. Now, interesting, good company with Jesus, right? Jesus went three times, right? So Paul just learned from Jesus. He says, well, I got at least three shots and making a request, and maybe I can get some relief here. He said, I, be, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace or my ability, we talked about grace the other day, right? My ability is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect or complete in weakness. Right? He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Right? And so it's interesting, he's saying like, so, so, so I've discovered some things and I realize there's some things that I see, there's things I'm capable of doing. Uh, but then at the same time, he was dealing with stuff that he didn't think he should be dealing with. Like, why am I going through this now? You know, I'm a Christian, but Karen, you talked about it this morning. You know, you, you went through three stories of three Christians that was going through stuff and it's almost like, how am I going through this? I'm a Christian. We talked about this in Bible school. You come to, uh, what did you say, Karen? You said you were a Christian when the person put the foothold in your door, right? But you said, but you wasn't, there was things you weren't doing. You said you were a Christian only at the altar, right? You didn't say it exactly that way, but you said you, you came to Christ at the altar and you pretty much was still stuck at the altar. Even though you're living your life, you hadn't moved beyond that. You hadn't grown to be a disciple. And we talked about this in Bible school, how the, the Scripture says, come to me. But it doesn't say come to me. It says stay with me. Right? So, we, so we're talking about abiding in Christ. And a lot of times people come, but they don't stay. You know what I'm saying? So since they don't stay, 
they're, they're out here dealing with stuff because they haven't stayed until the relationship was solidified until you became one with Christ. Remember, remember, I'm crucified with Christ, right? But nevertheless, I live, but it's not I who live. It's Christ who lives through me. But right now, as a lot of Christians are still, they're living through them because they haven't totally harmonized or, 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 or fell into a communion with God. And we, we talk about this, and I'm going to just use all the teachings here. In the disciples' personality, how you're a natural person before you become a Christian, right? And we use our diagram, and our diagram, uh, you can put it up. You can put it up. I'll keep talking. That's the worldly Christian. What about the natural person? There you go. So you got the natural person, right? So with the natural person, as you can see, the top of that circle is closed and there's a line drawn through the spirit. So you're not operating in the spirit and you have no connection with God. But as you see at the bottom of the circle, I'll come over here because that's kind of the bottom of the circle. As you can see, the, the, the flesh is in operation. The door is open to Satan, right? So that's the natural person. Now we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And a lot of us go to this next one. Let's go to the next diagram, the worldly Christian. Yeah, I done skipped. Yeah, there you go. All right, so if you notice with the worldly Christian now, that door up top is open to God. The spirit is alive. There's no line through it, right? So the door is open to God, but what about that bottom door? Still open, right? So a lot of times we come to the altar, we accept Jesus, and, and we're still on the surface of this life. So the door is open to, and we, and we, this is what we do. We call it balance. We actually think you're supposed to expose yourself to the world, give the flesh some play, and at the same time do some spiritual stuff. And we go, you know, I'm just trying to be balanced. That's a worldly Christian. Then Romans 5 said, the carnal mind leads to death. Spiritual, spiritual mind leads to life and peace. Carnal means fleshly. At the bottom there carnality, carnivorous, it's all flesh. So it says this Romans 5, 8, 5, it says the carnal mind leads to death, but the spiritual mind is life and peace. All right, so the goal is to, you, you bring up the next one, to, to be a spiritual Christian. Now, if you notice, the flesh is crucified, right? Right? Uh, Romans 6 talks about, Romans six twelve down there, it talks about mortifying your members. Satan has no access to you now. The door ain't open, right, Karen? Right, but look up top. The Spirit is alive. Ephesians 5 talks about be, be being filled with the Spirit, continuously filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18, but Galatians 2 is that scripture we talked about. I'm crucified with Christ now. So now the life that I live is Christ living through me because John 15.5 says, apart from him, I can do nothing, right? You see what I'm saying? So we were talking about, I gave them an example how we've been engrafted, engrafted into Christ, engrafted. So I gave him an example, even though I know I'm from Brick City, but I study things out. And so I was studying, I was researching engrafting. And so what, they, so what I learned was that what they do with trees, you take a tree, you cut out a piece of the tree. You take the branch, you stick it in, in, the, in the cut where you, where you cut. Hey, could y'all move over a little bit so she can come up here with her husband, please? Just slide over, you know. Purse don't need no seat. <laughs> All right, so, so, you know, just keep the family together, you know. 
They're trying to get all the anointing, you know what I'm saying? All right, so what I was saying is you, you cut out a piece of the tree, you put a branch in. But when you put the branch in, the, if you just leave it alone, the branch will just fall out. So you got to take a rope and tie it to hold the branch to inside the tree. Now, if you, you keep it that way until the, the, the branch actually becomes one with the tree. See, at first it's like it's on the surface, it's on the outside. It could, it could fall away. The, the rope is the only thing keeping it there. But after a while, it becomes one. You can take the rope away because now its life is within the tree. It's a part of the tree. Well, this is us. We come to Christ, we give ourselves to the Lord, we're on the surface. We're like Mark chapter 4, it says, you're, you're planted on stony ground. It says, but you have no deep soil. You're not submerged in the soil. It says that person springs up. That person produces something. It says they spring up quick, but when the sun comes, it scorches it and it withers away. Why? Because it said it had no root in the soil. So when the sun came and was drawing out all of its hydration, the roots couldn't grab no hydration from the core, right? So the goal is for us to bury ourselves, right? Let our roots go deep so whatever demand is placed on us when we come into the light. See, a lot of times we're rushing to the light, but we can't handle the light because our roots aren't solid in Christ. We're just surface worldly Christians. We're not spiritual Christians. You see the difference? Yeah. Right? So, 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 you know, I know that, that was an audible. But, but so, in this process of, of operating in courage, you are going to have tests that's going to test our courage. And it's, it's like now we're exposed. See, 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 Paul was in the light. Jesus was in the light. But when a demand was placed on Jesus, what did he do? He got on his face. He didn't put his face in the bottle. He put his face in the Lord. Well, I'd slip that in, you know, because a lot of times something tells us when we go through crisis, it's okay to give the flesh a meal. But then we've opened the door. And the thing about Satan, when he comes in and get that foothold in, see, in her case, one person came in her house. But the adversary don't work that way. When you open the door, he comes in. So he comes up and he's like, what you want? Man, I just want to talk to you for a second. Like, like, like I just want to like, I just, you know, just have a conversation because we had a pretty good relationship. Didn't we have fun? I mean, I understand, you know, you went through a little stupor. Sometimes you got a little bit of trouble. But wasn't the fun worth the trouble? I mean, it cost you a lot. I understand, man. You know, you didn't get that degree you wanted. You missed that opportunity. But how you know you was going to get that opportunity anyway? You know what I'm saying? Like, like but, but we, I mean, we had a good time, remember? I mean, we was wilding out, turning up. We was having a good time, right? Yeah, but I don't live that life no more. No, 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 you got to go. You got to go, man. You got to go. I, well, hold on, hold on. I, just, you know, just, 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 I, 
It's kind of hard for me to talk to you, man. Can you just open the door a little bit? I can't even see you, man. Like, like if you could see my sincerity, you know, then, you know, you probably would understand that I really mean well for you. Because all this pie in the sky, God going to bless you, how you know that's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 man, come on, we have fun, fun. I'm just going to just... just I'm just going to crack the door a little bit, but you stay out there. Doors crack, comes in, and while he's coming in, like, now, now that you see me, you can understand. Now he's he walking you back, though. Now you understand, you can see me, and you're you walking back, you know. He's like, come on, man, you got, to, you got to leave, man. You got to leave. You backing up, idiot, your house, right? So he's like, come on, man, you got to understand. Well, while he's talking, all the demons are slipping in. You know, debt just done slipped over in the corner over there. Lust done slipped over there in the corner. Fear done slipped over there behind the couch. You know, and he's like, he says, you know what, man? You right, you right, man. All right, all right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave, man. You right, man. Hey, 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 you ain't got to tell me no more. I'm out of here. But he don't let all, you don't let all these other things in your house by opening the door. And it's, and, and it's, a, it's, it's the weirdest thing. You ever try to help somebody and they snap on you? You know the only thing that bothers me about that? <laughs> Terrence put his hand up. All right. The only thing that bothers me about that is how come that person didn't use that toughness against the devil? That'd be throwing me off. Like, I'd be like, so we tough now. You tough with the person trying to help you. But you allow yourself to be punked by the person trying to hurt you. Something wrong with it. See, so the reason why I'm not even bothered when people be getting all worked up, because I'd be like, well, if you had heart, we wouldn't be having this conversation. If we had heart, the devil wouldn't have you under lock and key when Lou's talking about, man, praise the Lord. Like, you're like, you're like, the devil wouldn't have you. <coughs> can't get your hands up. You can't express no emotion. Do you think you're an emotionless person? No, no, no. There's something in your flesh that's suppressing you from expressing your joy. But that same spirit is telling you in your mind, listen, well, I ain't doing that just because they doing that. You know, this, that, and the other. No, no. That's called I'm afraid to, to, to flow. You, you got to work yourself over here, bro. We try to keep the family together. That's all. It's just a family thing. We're just trying to keep everybody together. That's all. You don't have to look around. We're just trying to make sure he ain't know where his wife was. You know, I'm trying to help. I know I'm preaching a sermon, but I'm just trying to, you know, it's a family agreement. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're trying to get all the anointing, you know. All right. So you see how, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's a, it takes courage to resist temptation. And when you don't have the courage to resist temptation, don't try to use courage to attack people helping you. Because the person in their right mind is looking at you like, oh, are we serious right now? You, you tough now.
See, this is the thing. <laughs> this, this, stay, stay with me, sweetheart. All right, so this, this is the thing. What I saw here through these two passages, 2 Corinthians 12 and uh, 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 Matthew 26, is these people, despite fear, acted in courage. It wasn't the absence of fear. It's despite fear. See, <laughs> boldness, look, look, look. Boldness, see, see, boldness is not the absence of fear, but is moving despite fear. Courage is not the absence of weakness, it's moving despite weakness. See, see, Paul was weak. Jesus said he was so weighed down and heavy, but he kept moving despite it. See, we're looking for the coast to be clear, no obstacles, no opposition, perfect harmony, and then we go, uh, I'm free, I'm free to move. No, 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 no. Despite the disharmony, despite the persecution, despite the weakness, do you know, you don't get up in the morning to work out and you feel strong every time you wake up? Keeping it real, I'm going to tell you right now, because I, I get up every morning. I don't really feel like I'm like, we're going to see how this is going to work. I'd be praying. I'd be in the parking lot. I'd be like, Holy Spirit, lift for me today in Jesus' name. I don't know how it's going to work. And then I said, so what I say to myself is, if I can't do what I showed up to do, I'm going to at least do what I can do. But you know what happens? I always end up doing what I showed up to do or more. Right? Like, like because what it is is, it's the initial, un, you, you, you're initially uncomfortable. It's just like reading. You know how you, sometimes you don't feel like reading, you want to go to sleep? Just start reading. And you know how you fall asleep while you're reading? Try this. Get up, go get something to drink in the refrigerator, and then come back reading again. Shift your mind. But don't go, ah, oh, well, guess reading's over for the day. Because <laughs> you don't do that with the movies, though, do you? You keep trying to get back to that same scene that you keep falling asleep on. How come you don't give up on the movie? You keep going. We, we be, she be upstairs, I'm downstairs, and you can hear it. Like, you can hear, like, I know, you can hear her same scene being played over and over and over again. So I knew she fell asleep. But she, she probably hear the same thing for me. I'm playing, and the trip is, it'd be like 30 seconds before that scene, I fall asleep again. Right? But I don't give up. So why do we do that with the word? Why do we do that with our goals? Because there's an interruption? Oh, it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. Newsflash, very few things work out the way we think it's going to work out. You know why? Because the flesh that was open got in the way of that. So, so, so we see in part is what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13. Right? So, but, but this is okay. Do, okay, how many people, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, right? It says, uh, 
Now we're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. So it's talking about like, it's similar to like if you get out of a shower, the mirror is fogged. So it's dark. It's something you can't see fully. But when it clears up, you see face to face, right? Right. Now, after the colon, it says, now I know in part. Right? In part, that means I don't, I don't know the whole picture. Right? It says, but then I'll know even as I'm known. The Amplified says, by God, even as I know by God. The classic Amplified breaks it down is, now I'm looking in life as in a riddle or an enigma. It says, a dim reflection of reality. That's how it breaks it down. It says, it says but, but, but as I keep going, that, that dim reflection is now going to get clearer when I'm going to embrace reality. Now, this is talking about all of us. So that means very rarely are we going to make perfect decisions. It's not that we are not going to make perfect decisions. What do we do when it doesn't work out? What do we do when there's an interruption? What do we do when they played us, betrayed us, promised us something they're not going to do? Do you actually think it's not working out? What God is planning is working out. You just got to keep going. Because the scripture says all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. But we have to have the courage to keep moving. We get paralyzed. Some people, their lives has been interrupted in a moment. The Bible says, but your light affliction, listen, this is not even in my notes. But your light affliction is but for a moment in time. 2 Corinthians 4.17. It says, but work is for your far more exceeding weight of glory. So it's calling our affliction light. Because it's saying, based on the results that's going to happen when I work it out for good, it's going to seem like it never happened at all. But you can't take a moment and, and, and smear it over a lifetime. We're dragging around moments. We don't took it into the next minute, the next hour, right? We don't took it into the next day, the next week. Some of us are still dragging around the same moment that happened like 15 years ago. And we're still carrying it around. Ever since that happened to me, I met somebody and they, they was a singer. Uh, and they stopped singing. I was, I was like, how come you don't sing? Well, you know, ever since he broke my heart. I said, well, did he like play you on a singing contract or something? <laughs> now, 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 you know, I, I wasn't living for God back when I was having this conversation. But I always like helping people. I'm, I've been an advocate my whole life. I'm like, listen, don't ever... For the rest of your life, stop your gift for some fool that you ain't even with. You ain't even here. You're sitting here with me right now. Are you going to stop singing for that? You're going to stop moving for that? You're going to stop dreaming for that? See, it takes courage to move despite the weakness, despite the fear. Oh, how about this? So some of us go, I'm still moving. No, 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 no. Moving forward. No, don't flip on me. I'm not saying trying to get around it, trying to run back from it. I'm talking about running through it. See, it takes courage to keep moving forward. Not creating some, some, I'll be okay with this. This is cool right here. You know, I mean, it's not what I plan, but I'll just stay right here. No, that's not what I said. It don't take no courage to settle for. It takes courage to walk by faith and not by sight. 
Right after that scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 17, it says your light afflicts is but for a moment in time, but working for you a far more exceeding weight in glory. He says, don't look on the things that you see, for they're temporal, subject to change. What happened is subject to change. Look on the things that you can't see, for they're eternal. So he's saying, put these lenses on and move by faith. Like, like, you know, I, I was meditating on this for, because I have to minister in another, another state, and I was meditating on, like, uh, faith as, like, because uh, uh, I remember one church I taught, Faith Comeback Player of the Year, but I was, I was meditating on almost like faith, like, uh, like, almost like, you know, something in storage way back in the attic that people don't forgot about. You know how these people go and they're cleaning out their house. They're moving, right? They're moving, right? They're moving, right? So, so when they move, they discover things that they ain't see that was there the whole time. And they're like, man, I, I, you know, and if you're my wife, she'd be like, babe, look what I found. And she want to hold on to it. I'm like, babe, you didn't even know it was there. Like, <laughs> now we operating like this. We need to use this. But you weren't even thinking about it, right? But when you find faith up in that attic, that's, that's different, right? So now we got to use it, right? Because we move and then we've discovered the faith, but we've discovered the faith, why? And then you know what you start saying to yourself? Man, I remember when we used faith before, remember? All this time we've been going through this, we could have just been using this faith. Man, you remember when we used faith for this, 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 that, and the other? Man, we got to get back to using the faith. You know, because we move it, Right? <laughs> Woo, boy, if you paying attention. All right. And you know, somebody, I, I heard someone say, courage is fear that has said its prayers. Um, right? And so, 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 courage is not, because we just was talking about faith. See, I said, God, work it. Courage is not faith in ourselves, it's faith in God. Remember in Mark chapter 11, you know, uh, Jesus was walking through. And he was hungry. So he saw a tree. It had leaves on it. So it was drawing attention. It was displaying, come and eat. So he comes and it had no fruit. So it had the form of a fruitful tree, but no fruit in it. So he said, whoa, you're not. He looked at the tree and he cursed it. No man eat fruit from you hereafter, basically. Because he's basically saying if you're not fulfilling what your purpose to do, the fruit you were designed to produce, you're not here to exist and look good. You're not here for everybody to just go, you look good. Well, you sound good. You are wonderful. No, that person, when they come around you, they're supposed to be getting something. That nourishes them. Did you get that? All right, so, so he cursed the fig tree. So they go about their business. They come back, and the disciples go, whoa, 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 whoa. Master, that tree that you cursed, man, it's gone. He said, man, chill out. Have faith in God. He said, don't have faith in, in, in what happened. Have faith in the source and where it came from, right? So courage is having faith in God, right? You got that? Courage is having faith in God. Uh, John 16.33. John 16.33. All right. 16.33. And I'm going to read this out of the classic amplifier version. 
what do you call it? The AMPC, A-M-P-C, AMPC, okay? 1633, uh, gave you a minute to get there. It says, I, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. So he's saying, as long as we're in the world, these are the things that we deal with. It says, be of good cheer. Look, look, look. Take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Karen, you talked about that today, right? So what he's saying is, you're in this world. You're going to have tests, trials, and tribulations. You could be as Christian as you want to be, but you're going to be dealing with tests, trials, and tribulations. He says, but hold on. Don't fear. Take courage. Take this courage that I gave you because I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, right? 2 Timothy 1.7. He says, he says, take this courage. He says, be confident, undaunted. He says, because even though the world's going to present tests to you, Rest assured, I've taken their power away. So the test may come, but no weapon formed against you can prosper. See, it's false evidence appearing real. Fear, F-E-A-R. See, it's, it's, it's from the person that's a trickster or illusionist called Satan. See, in, in Revelation it says, in that last time, they're going to say, is this the guy? that shook up the world? Basically, how did they let him get away with that? Is this the dragon? That shadow is big, but when you see him straight up, he's like this. Remember in the, in the little kid movie, Milan? I, I watched the kid movie, just in case y'all was wondering. Right? How about Wizard of Oz, right? Really was somebody behind the curtain. All these things coming at us are trying to get us to come against our, ourselves. The, the book of Psalms says, having fear where no fear is. So it's trying to get us to panic, worst case scenario, react, do something, having faith for the negative possibility that hasn't existed yet. So now you're working for him. We talked about this ages ago at the church. All Satan does is put up a, a big screen and... and Say it, say it, because he knows you snare by the words of your mouth. So he, he gives you a picture that can't touch you. I heard Minister Lamar say this, you know, like a, a shadow can't hurt you. <laughs> You're running from a shadow. Like, I've never seen a shadow grab nobody. What you running from? <laughs> right, but this is, this is what's happening. He says, I've taken the power away. But you, you can only have courage as you believe that I've taken the power away. You got to have faith in me, right? See, we have, to trans we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to renew our mind to courage. See, 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 before we were born again, we lived in the flesh, and the flesh lives based on fear. It eats fear, drinks fear, lives by fear. And every aspect is fear. And so when the adversary comes around, he's only trying to tempt people where he smells fear. It was a movie After Earth, and, and uh, Will Smith was telling the son, he was like, I just, you got to travel through, but whatever you do, don't be in fear. He says, there's animals out there. Yeah, yeah. But they, won't, they can't see. 
They can only smell fear. So if you don't have no fear, you can walk right by them. Adversary, when you're cloaked in the things of God, he can't do nothing with you. He can only locate you through fear. Remember, Jesus said, Satan is coming, but he ain't got nothing in me. So he's chilling because Satan's coming, but Satan doesn't smell anything he can access within him to convert into something to destroy him called fear. Right? And that, that's the thing. That, so we, that's why we have to walk by faith. That's why we have to, like I told you about that tree, we have to be in communion with God. So when a demand is placed on us, Christ comes out. The word comes out. Not fear. You see what I'm saying? All right, all right. So you got that? So he's saying I'm taking the power away, but we have to have courage in him, right? Right, you see that? See, uh, uh, our strength and joy is in the Lord, not in the world. There is no strength in the world. But Nehemiah 8 says, the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength, right? Right? All right, so, so we have to have courage to trust God. Let's look here at Isaiah 7. Isaiah 7. We have to have courage to trust God. And, and this is a pretty good story of... Um, See if I got time. Time to read it. Really, I got time to read it with all these crazy names. I just didn't want to read it. You know, I just try to, so I, but I have to have courage, right? <laughs> right, so Isaiah uh, 7, verse 1. It says, It came to pass in the days of Ahaz, uh, the, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that Rezin, uh, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Romalia, uh, we, not your Pika, but yeah. Uh, uh, Romalia, king of Israel, went up toward Jerusalem to war against it, but could not prevail against it, right? So you got these kings coming against Jerusalem, right? This is when Israel and Jerusalem was at war. And it, says, it was told uh, the house of David saying, Syria is confederate with Ephraim. And his heart was moved and the heart of his people as the trees of wood are moved by the wind. So once they found out that another kingdom was, was um, when it says confederate, they was becoming an ally to come against them. So everybody's heart was so moved. The description was like, as the wind moves the, the trees in the woods. <laughs> that, that, that's how they were affected, right? It says, then said the Lord unto Isaiah, go forth now to meet Ahaz, thou and Cheer Jazhub, <laughs> thy son at the end of the uh, conduit of the upper pool in the highway of the fuller field. And say unto him, take heed and be quiet. Look, look, fear not, neither be faint-hearted. For the two tails of these smoking firebrands, for the fierce uh, anger of resin with Syria and of the son of Ramalia. So he's saying this, don't, don't, don't let what they're presenting to you and what you're hearing about, uh, take your heart, basically. Uh, it says, because Syria, because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of uh, Ramilah have taken evil counsel against thee. How many people have taken evil counsel against us? <laughs> Did you get that one, Terrence? Yeah. Right. It says, uh, let, us, let us go up against Judah 
and vex it and let us make a breach therein for us and set a king in the midst of it, even the son of Tobel. So, so, so the kings are saying, we're going to go up against it, take them out, and then we'll put our own king in there, right? This is what they were hearing they were saying, right? Thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. So this is God's response to everything you're hearing. Did you hear what I just said? This is God's response to everything you're hearing. Even the stuff you're hearing in your mind, right? Right. It says, for the head of Syria is Damascus and the head of Damascus is resin. And within three score and five years shall Ephraim be broken, uh, that it be not a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria and the head of Samaria is Ramallah's son. If you will, if you, uh, will not believe, surely you shall not be established. So what he's saying is, I'm about to take all of them out. It's not going to happen. But he says, if you, if you don't believe me, it's not going to happen. So God is, now I, I gave you a story, but it, it parallels to some things that's happening to you. Right? Are you going to believe God? Because if you believe him, you don't have to worry about it. But it's going to take courage to do that, right? Uh, 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 Jeanette posted something, I believe it was last Monday. Uh, she posted uh, Psalm 34, 4 and 5. It says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Right? It's last Monday. Just, just let you know I'm paying attention. Right? Right? But he sought the Lord. And then I have a favorite scripture. One of the verses is Karen's uh, uh, scripture too. But uh, my, my, one of my favorite scriptures is Exodus 14, 13 and 14. Right, so this is the children of Israel. They are, now they already, they, they delivered. They went through, God sent all types of miracles, right? Now they're out in the wilderness and they're about to go. So Pharaoh realized, man, we can gave them all our stuff because they were instructed to go borrow gold and jewels from the children of Israel. And they were so like uh, frantic. Here, just take everything. Just get out of here. If, as long as y'all leave, then, you, then your God will go with you and then all these plagues won't happen to us. So... And so the women went and was asking for stuff, and they gave them everything. They were just like, go, go. And so then Pharaoh realizes, well, wait a minute. We ain't got nobody to build our pyramids. We done gave them all our stuff. So they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. We're going to get them. So, but he comes out, and he goes to get them. So now they're at the Red Sea. They're at the Red Sea, and the army's behind them coming. The sea is in front of them. Right, so, of course, you have some people, worst case scenario. Now, I would have thought, let me see what God going to do on this one. <laughs> Let's see how we go. We, we, see. Look, he's been doing some miracles, stuff I ain't never seen. Let me see how he's going to work this. Because he done brought us out here. I'm not saying that I wasn't always at that place in my life, but I am at that place in my life now. I've told my wife before, I said, we'll see how God going to work this one out. Because we ain't doing this. We were driving here and things didn't work out, it, you know, uh, the way things transitioned from the last church. So we were just driving here with $1,625, me and her. And we was driving. It's like, we're going to see how this works out. Well, all I know is God sent us here. You know, when we was at the other building and we had, uh, we had like $2,200 in the bank with an $8,000 budget. And, uh, and we was barely going to make the mortgage. Y'all didn't know about that because I ain't tell y'all. Um, but, but, so I told my wife, I said, all the bills are paid. 
Good news. Bad news is this is all we got left in the bank. I'm going to stack up the tears for the New Year's service because this ain't our church. I said, it's God's church. But I, we're going to see how you're going to work this out. By the time I get to the church, there was a check for $30,000. Now, I, I didn't know that. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I figured he'd work it out. I was hoping he was going to work it out by the next time our bills was due. I figured we had a month at least. You know, you know how you do? You'd be like, well, maybe my next month, you know, something to kick in. Right? So, I was, I'd be thinking that too. I was like, maybe my next month, something to kick in. Uh, what? We used we we to live 12 minutes away because we was right over there five minutes away. So we used to live in Mount Holly, right? About 12 minutes away. 12 minutes later, right? What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is we got to start saying, let me see how God going to do this. Give him a shot. When have you used faith? Like I'm talking about when it seems insurmountable. See, when you're moving, <laughs> is that what we do? Yes, when you're moving, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to go in the attic and pull out that stuff that you, that you haven't been using. You know, sometimes you got to do a Z move. You know, you know some was dealing with a, a, a sickness and, and, you know, something he was dealing with. And so she, the, the adversary started to rehearse in her mind. Well, you know, his father's actually uh, in a nursing home, and his brother died at a young age. You know, maybe he has his father's blood and not yours. So you're about to lose another one. When I heard her on a, uh, she was talking on a mic, she was like, I said, oh, no, you're not. What did you say? What did you say? She, she said, oh, no, you don't get, well, she said it just like, you don't get to play that in my mind. You know, so she started uh, binding and loosening. Son called her back and said, oh, I'm doing fine now. You know what happened there? Instead of magnifying the worst case scenarios, she used faith. When are we going to apply this stuff? We're just going to keep learning it? Keep letting all the seeds of faith pile up in our pocket? We ain't going to plant none? We got, we got our precious seed just in our pot, just in case I need. We ain't going to use none of the seed. We ain't going to plant no faith, huh? We all in these situations because we got to walk by faith and not by sight. We got to believe God. Some, at one time or another, we got to believe God. Right? Ain't that right, Trina? Trina was talking the other day. She was, uh, she was giving her testimony how they, was, they, was, uh, they were good stewards of their finances, even, you know, just in general, right? So she said they paid all their bills on time, right? They had no money, right? Nothing left over. So basically you just, every week, you, you get to pay your bills. <laughs> So she was prompted, I don't know how, she, she could tell you, maybe somebody talked to her, whatever, but she was prompted to tithe, right? But what did you say? You said you start tithing. What did you say? Well, you, well, you, got, you have money now, right? So, so, so maybe I should just simplify it as you got money now, <laughs> right? Right, but it took courage. You see what I'm saying? It took courage. You know, so sometimes we just got to use faith, right? You see that? 
See, see, the goal is David was in a situation where they took his whole family. He now, now, David, I guarantee you, David's like, hold on, hold on. Y'all got to be crazy, man. I'm fighting for the Lord. I'm out there doing battle for the Lord. Somebody could at least took care of my kids. <laughs> right? He comes back, they took his family and all his boys, his boy, him and his boys is winning together. They, they, they turning on him. You got us out here. Now, they was happy when they got the victory. You know, you, you, you know they, 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 they got armies running away. They probably was like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, what? And then they come back, they, you know, they probably was, you know, you know, like you do when you win, you know, you're jumping around, chest bumping, you know, <laughs> they're doing all types of stuff. Get to the crib, family's gone. Kids, wives, gone. Now the same people that was chest bumping you want to punch you in your chest. You know, like, yo, you the one got us out here, man. We done lost our family. So David got them coming at him. He got the reality of he lost his family. He's an undefeated warrior. You would think he'd be like, oh, no, listen, fellas, hey, yeah, hey, chill out. Let's just go get him. You know, like some special ops, you know, expendables type thing, you know what I'm saying? You just start put on your gear, just strap up, you know. But nah, the Bible says he inquired of the Lord. Shall I pursue? But it also says he encouraged himself in the Lord. So remember, remember the scripture says, take courage. David went and got the courage. You know, 1 Samuel 30, he went and got the courage. Oh, no, no, no. We, he did what he said. Oh, no, you ain't about to play with me like this. I'm going to get some courage, and I know where to get it. I'm going to get it from God. You, you see that? See, so, so, and I was thinking about this. You can write down the scriptures and, and, and study it all for yourself. It's a real, two good chapters um, when you talk about courage. Numbers 13 and Numbers 14. Real, beginning of Numbers 14. Numbers 13 is children of Israel, you know, um, they're traveling. So God t- promises them what? Promised land, right? So he tells them, he tells Moses, he says, okay, this is the promised land. You guys can go to the promised land. But the children of Israel decided Hey, well, let's just send some spies first, just in case. What you send spies for? Who's sending you to the land? Who's who telling you to move? Right? So, who sent us to Charlotte? Right? So, they sent a spy for what? To decide whether or not they're going? So they go, they, they spy out the land. When they come back, they sent 12. 10 was like, it's what God said. The land is off the hook. Just one problem. There's giants in the land. And they, and they see us as grasshoppers. How you know? You interview them? No, you saw yourself as a grasshopper. Right? And so, but, see, here's the thing. That's why God has special people remnants. Joshua, Caleb's like, whoa, 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 what y'all talking about, man? We are well able to take the land. Amen. Well able. Then the crew starts saying, nah, nah, man. That's when they start saying there's grasshoppers in their height, in their sight. But Joshua Caleb was like, no, 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 no. We can take it. You had two that had courage. And a lot of times, you're going to have two out of 12 that's going to have courage. They ended up with that land, though, didn't they? Because somebody operated in courage. See, we, li- we, 
we, we harboring too much fear. Like we just carrying it around with us. You know, like pocket size. You know, travel packs. You know, just, <laughs> we just walk around. Hold on a second, I got some fear here. Why? And we, every move is a fear move. God tells you to do something, you bring somebody with you. It ain't take to bring them with you. That's the person that messed the whole thing up. Because God never told you to get, get with them. Told you to do it. Right? We always got bringing somebody along. Then we keep justifying them. Well, you know, they're not a bad person. When I went through that one thing, they gave me $50. You just don't lost like $50,000. You still playing off of the 50? You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like walk courage. Like we're in this season because we're going to be in some courage situations. We're already in some courage situations. And we're looking for an answer, and the answer is courage. All right? You see that? All right. We're about to close out, all right? I'm, I'm well within my time here. All right, so, so, uh, so I gave you that. 2 Corinthians 10, 10 3 through 5. We're going to need this when we are, we're, we're pressing through some of the things that's coming up, all right? So 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, it says, cast down all imaginations, right? And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, right? Yeah. And bring every thought, how many thoughts? Yeah. Into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus, right? Yeah. Right? Casting out all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If you're operating in fear, is that exalting itself against the knowledge of God? Because he hasn't given us the spirit of fear but the power of love and the sound mind. Karen, you read the scripture the other day, uh, Psalm 56, right? I will not fear what man can do unto me, right? So that's not on, that, so if that, if fear comes up in your mind, you got to cast that thing down. Anytime you feel any reservation and intimidation, cast down all imaginations, every high thing, exalt itself, gets nods to God, bring the captivity, every thought to be is Christ Jesus. Why do I know that scripture? Because I've had to use it to cast down those thoughts. You know, then sometimes I just crystallize it, cast down that thought in Jesus' name, <laughs> right? Don't let, don't let any fearful thought Hang out in your mind, right? Right, Castle, you're going to need that, right? So we have to cast down the fearful lack of courage thoughts, right? So it takes courage to do this. Some of this, this the reason why we got to cast it down, because some of us are not taking steps of, of, of courage to speak to people that we care about the truth. You see the shift in the, in the atmosphere? You pick that up, Right? And so it takes courage to do that too because sometimes people are, they mean well and they got good reasons to keep uh, digging a hole for themselves. But sometimes they need somebody that's going to have the courage to say, listen, man, you digging a hole and you the one with the shovel and you blaming everybody else for why you're in the pit. And nobody going to tell you, but I love you. No greater love. Greater love has no man than this, and he'll lay down his life for a friend. Right? Sometimes you got to tell the person they're lazy, irresponsible, inconsistent. I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, so, I said, would you late? I don't talk to everybody about being late. It's a couple of special people I do. <laughs> I'm looking straight ahead. I ain't looking at nobody. I'm just looking straight ahead. Looking in the camera, talking to you. Actually, I'm talking to you because not only you're not late, you ain't here. 
if you could be here. Some people can't be here, okay? Stop, 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 right? So, and, and that's not putting nobody down. God's trying to get people stuff, so sometimes people need help. Sometimes people need that rope to keep them connected until they get engrafted. So they, 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 don't, they, they don't need help forever. But sometimes people need assistance because we fight against ourselves. The Bible says we deceive ourselves, right? So sometimes people need help. And it might be, it might be uncomfortable. You know, you ever said some, something to somebody and they snap back? But it's a reflex. It's, their, their heart is saying help, but their body is resisting it, right? So people really want help, you know? So I said that this particular person been late thousands of times in their life, I'm sure, and around me before, but the Lord told me to say something that day. But I didn't go, you're going to hell. You like, I didn't do that. I just said, hey, I, you know, I said, hey, because I know God's trying to get something to that person. I said, oh, okay, so, so I, I wanted them to know, hey, hey, there, there, there's a, a shelf life for this. There's seasons. You know, it's, the Bible says um, there's a time. No. To everything, there's a season, there's a time for every purpose. Ecclesiastes 3.1. So everything goes through seasons, but purpose has a timing to it. So some people around us, they're in, it's time for purpose. So now you can't just give them a pass. You got to go, hey, I, I haven't said nothing, you know, I figured you'd work it out for yourself. But do you understand you're actually now messing around with purpose? Now, if they continue to do it, Back off. Leave them alone. It's their choice. You know, maybe they got to feel the pain to realize it. But, but, but it's going to take courage. Someone's going to have to courage. Lay down our life for a friend. Paul said this. He says, uh, am I your enemy because I tell you the truth? Matter of fact, before he said that, he said, man, you guys would have gave me everything. I was the man to y'all. But now I'm your enemy because I'm telling you the truth? What changed the relationship? I'm telling you, I'm the same guy. I love you. So I have to give you the truth. Because that's going to free you from the bondage that you're going to end up asking me to counsel you about when you get stuck. So I figure I'd be proactive. (laughs) Give you the truth that can free you now so you don't get trapped later because it's going to be harder once you're wedged in. You, You see what I'm saying? So, 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 and then in my position, how do you package the truth? In love. But how many times you told people the truth in love and they still snapped on you? How many times you told people the truth in love and they still look at you sideways like, well, oh, you, 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 Kalina, you think you better than everybody? You, ho- you Mrs. Holy now? Son, <laughs> you know, how many times did that happen? So, so, so the point is, how do you package it? You can only package it in love, but people that don't like the truth or are allergic to the truth, they don't care how you package it. They just start breaking out as soon as you give them the truth. <laughs> it's an allergy. So you know all you can do? You know how sometimes people have allergies and they, you know, your kids got to take the shot and they don't like needles. It ain't about what they like. It's about what they need. That's my position. 
I love everybody. Like for real, for real. Like, like not playing around. Like I, I, people are in my heart. I care about people. So I'm patient with some. I adjust with others. I direct with some. I back off from some. Some God has allowed me and the person allowed me to get in their face. But whatever's needed, it's customized. It's not cookie cutter. But I don't give up on nobody. I got witnesses. Don't take my word for me. You want me to have some people stand up? No, I'm playing. I was just... <laughs> hey, hey, you stand up. Remember, hey, I've been with you for a long time. There's nobody back there. Hey, people watching, there's nobody back there, okay? Back there, but there's some folk. They tell you some stories, right? So I said that to say um, it's going to take courage even to have some tough conversations, even this week, because you're sitting on stuff that you know you need to talk about, right? And just take courage, but, but don't go in in the flesh. Go in in the spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to speak for you. And maybe preference it. Hey, this is very uncomfortable for me. Matter of fact, I don't even want to have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? But okay, let's talk it through. And I'm not talking from the angle of, like, get yourself together. I'm talking from an angle. Uh, we have conversations. Our conversations are not, what is wrong with you, Melanie? What's wrong with you, Keith? It's like, hey, just sitting on me. Let's talk through it. And I just want to put it on the table. And then when we put it on the table, like, she's not uh, got a whip in her hand. Now, I pick with her sometimes and be like, ksh, ksh. but, but she, she don't have no whip in her hand. She ain't got no whip in her hand. She's like, I done said it. I've communicated it. Now, that's on you and the Lord. I'm going to be praying for you over here, but hey. Go ahead with your bad self. What you going to do now? It's out there now. You can't like, why you ain't tell me? <laughs> I do the same thing. Like, I'll be like, matter of fact, she'll tell you this. I am, because I'm not an embellisher. I've actually said, hey, this was on me. I'm not even mad. But I didn't want to sit around thinking about it. Because I know that'll come between our flow. We got a great flow. So I said, hey, I'm going to put it out there. Do whatever you want with it. I, it wasn't even sitting back. You need to change this right now. It was just like, well, I'm thinking it. Let me put it out here. And then now we good. But we love each other. So if I even say that, it's like, oh, or vice versa. If she says something to me, she's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not good now. <laughs> I don't like disappointing you. You know what I'm saying? So, so we battle through we don't want to disappoint each other, not Oh, man, I got to hear your mouth. We don't deal with that at this level. Come on, 30 years. 30 years. Come on, y'all. But we do deal with, oh, I don't want to disappoint you, uh, but your breath stink. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, that was a joke, y'all. That was a joke. That was a joke, right? Just opening you up. All right, so let's, let's I, so, so, so this, this reluctancy to speak the truth, you know, and that's why Jonah initially ran. He didn't want to speak the truth to Nineveh, right? So he initially ran, ran. But when he yielded to obedience, his courage rose, right? When he yielded to obedience. I was, I was thinking of Smith Wigglesworth's wife. She had to have the courage. He said, listen, you go out here, go to church. Uh, uh, I'm changing the locks. She went to church. He changed the locks. So she, she gets home, the door's locked, and she grabs the blanket off of the swing, covers herself up, and sits by the door. It's cold outside. 
In the morning, he gets up to get the paper, opens the door, she falls in, gets up and says, what do you want for breakfast, honey? He dropped to his knees and said, I need the Jesus you have. Because he knew he didn't deserve that. But that took courage. Smith Wigglesworth, God used to change the world. There's people in your life that God wants to use to change the world. Not just the few people that they're affecting now. That they're excusing from being obedient to what God tells them to do. They're going to need your courage to change the world, okay? That's all. That's all. All right? Stand on your feet.